and welcome to the Idea Space Podcast, a place for women who want to create the life they've been dreaming of. This is where women come to learn how to get their ideas out of their head and into the world. Whether you've wanted to create a better relationship, job, business, hobby, or a better self, I bet there's something more that you want, and it's time you were able to get it without feeling overwhelmed, alone, or confused. I'm your host, Jen Liddy, a high school teacher turned entrepreneur. It's my mission to help women bring their ideas to life and get what they want without feeling guilty, selfish, or confused. If you're tired of your dream living inside your brain and are ready to have what you want, you're in the right place. And I promise you can have it and you can stay sane while doing it. Let's go. Hey, welcome back to the Idea Space podcast. I'm Jen Liddy, your host, and this month I'm talking about all of the things that we do to ourselves when we're trying to resist making a change and how that resistance steals our time and our energy and keeps us from living the life we want to live and achieving the goals we want to achieve. This week, I'm introducing you to Amanda McKinney. She is a marketing coach for yoga teachers. She provides marketing, coaching, and online courses specifically for yoga teachers, but that's not always what she did. And I'm sharing her story because maybe you have been like her. She had something inside of her telling herself that there needed to be a change, but she felt resistant to the change because she didn't know how to make it happen. And she also didn't know if she should do it. She had a very successful corporate job in marketing and she didn't know if she was supposed to stay in her job or start a business or leave the job. She had no idea what to do because she knew that she needed a change, but she never really wanted to have her own business. So she became intrigued by it, but she was pretty resistant to making the leap. So this week, I talk with her about how she took the opportunity to make a leap during a time that was a really low point in her life when she got a layoff and how she did that. And then how she moved through the parts of her business that were really hard and how she moved through resistance. So Amanda's a really great example of how somebody like recognized their resistance and then moved through their resistance. So I want you to enjoy and learn from her. But I will tell you, when we were talking, we had a lot of challenging technological nonsense happening. So I just want you to be aware if you hear any glitchy kind of things. It's because she was in Oklahoma in an ice storm and I was in Syracuse in a snowstorm and we were actually lucky that any internet was working at all. So please be kind about the perhaps the glitchiness of anything that you hear and know that it wasn't on purpose. Enjoy listening to Amanda and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, welcome to this video interview series. If you've been following along, you know that I am interviewing men and women who have taken an idea and made it come to life. These are people who had jobs or worked for other people and they really wanted to do something for themselves. Today, I'm interviewing Amanda McKinney. She's she's actually the founder of AM Marketing and what she does is she uh, coaches marketing and provides online courses for yoga teachers specifically. That's her niche and and she's going to talk today about how she found her niche and how she found her people. And we were joking around about how we found each other, which was just completely by accident online. And so like this right here, this conversation is the power of the internet. And so Amanda, thank you for joining us today. So you know that my goal is to help people understand how we bring our dreams to life and, and how hard that journey is and to inspire other people. And so that's why you're here today to tell your story. So can you give us, um, can you get us started telling us 
who you are, what you do, and what you used to do. Oh, yes. It's such a fun story. And I think like with anyone's story, I've watched so many of your videos of the how they took the leap videos. And so many stories are very closely related Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's this, we take this other path and and it takes a a windy road to get to where we are today. And, And that's exactly what mine looks like too. And so Currently, I'm a marketing coach for yoga teachers, and I light up every time I get to say that phrase. I am super, super blessed with the job and career that I've created for myself. But like you said, I haven't always been a marketing coach for yoga teachers because that is like super, super niche, and I haven't always been a consultant either. So to back up, I ended up, you know, I went through college and got both my bachelor's and master's in marketing, moved to Oklahoma and ended up in the corporate world with the sole desire to climb the corporate ladder. And I knew that's what I was going to do. I had no doubt. I had no dreams of creating a business at all. I knew I wanted to climb the ladder. And, you know, it's kind of weird to admit and say this phrase, but I was really good at what I was doing. I it's kind of weird to say you play the game, but like I knew how to navigate the corporate world very well. So I was going along that path, but I was never really, really happy. Became a workaholic and, you know, had the intervention style of the family saying, you've got to stop what you're doing. And I ended up switching one corporate job to another. And when I did that, I set better boundaries for myself. So I had a better work-life balance, but it still wasn't super fulfilling if that makes any sense. Like I still wasn't super fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so along that journey, I gained a new mentor and I knew when I met her, I was like, I want to be her when I grow up. And she was a marketing consultant. And I thought, that's what I want to do. That's so cool. I love what she she gets to do. She worked for herself? Yes. Gotcha. So she worked for herself and I, like I hired her through the corporate job that I was at and worked with her Mm one-on-one and she became a mentor. And at that corporate job, so many people have this story and I've heard so many stories since I've had it of my own, but they went through a layoff period Mm -hmm. and decided to lay off all of marketing. So me and my whole team were laid off and I reached out to her and said, well, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. I just don't, I don't have a job, but I do have a severance. And um, so kind of talked to a few mentors and especially my husband too. And we just, we sat down and we decided, okay, there's this severance package. So let's just take a few minutes to breathe mm-hmm. and figure out what I really want to do rather than what my gut said, or not my gut, my, my panicked gut said, yes. apply yeah. for every job possible right now. And so when I did that, I just took some time and decided, okay, I'm going to take two weeks. I'm going to take two weeks. That gives myself a window. I can just do things in that two weeks that are fun. Mm. Well, what I found on day one of that two weeks is that I really suck at watching Netflix during the day. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Like that, you know, I, I like working. I had thing. I love, love doing what I enjoy doing. So I, I cannot be a stay at home, watch at Netflix person. That's just not going to, it's not going to happen in my life. And I think it's awesome that it's able to happen for other people. <laughs> it's just not for you, things, but it's, yeah, not, it's just for not for me. you. Yeah. 
So on day, I think it was day three of my layoff of <laughs> day three, day three, I'm dying. <laughs> right. Well, on day one, I was already texting my husband too much because he had sent me an email and said, Hey, there's a women's breakfast. You should go. And so I went on day three to a women's breakfast. And funny enough, it did not occur to me until I was parking in the parking lot that I didn't have an answer for what do you do? <laughs> yeah. And, and you for know, somebody like I, you, that's really scary because you've yeah. just spent how many years climbing the corporate ladder and that was part of your big identity. And when I look back at that, I think that could have stopped me. Mm. I could have really not gone into that women's breakfast. Right. It didn't. That's <laughs> awesome. What do you think pushed you to go into the breakfast anyway? I, I feel like there's a lot of answers. There's probably a lot of underlying answers, but probably the, the one that is like closer to the surface is like, I was bored at home already. Yes. I had to get out. So I think just being around people was what really pushed it. But probably the underlying was I knew I needed to do something mm -hmm. else. Uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I think I probably know deep down that I needed to do something a little bit uncomfortable, but then I just needed to be around people because I was bored at home. Yeah. So I went, I didn't have an answer for when people <laughs> said, what do you, I said, I'm in transition with from one job to another. I don't know. I just made stuff up. I just straight up just made things up. <laughs> and I had a great time though. You know, I met people that day that I still know today, which is really mm. cool. And it's at the, it was at the co-working space that I now have an office. So the co-working space has been part of my journey. But through this time, I had the idea of being a consultant, but I also had the idea of starting to apply for jobs. I was not decided at that point. So I was back and forth. And at that point, people hear about a layoff and they start telling you, oh, I'll connect you with this person because they're trying to help you get a job. Sure. So I did have a few people reach out and a few corporations started to interview me. One in particular really wanted me for um, a director of marketing position, which was great. And it really was a good job offer. <laughs> and so I was going through this interview process and what the moment that I knew what I needed to do, where the road split and I took one path over the other was when I was sitting in the interview and I tried to convince them to hire me as a consultant oh. instead of as an employee. Wow. Yeah. It was because, very clear to me at that moment. <laughs> yes, but you this is really fascinating to me because you had an employee mindset your whole life. Yeah. And you knew that it was over. Yeah. That, 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 that mindset was yeah. over. That's a huge, that's a huge tapping into your intuition right there. Yes. Yes, it is. And it was, it was a scary moment Yeah, because I left that interview, called my husband, which he was probably expecting me to say, Hey, I got the job. <laughs> I'm going to take this job. <laughs> and I said, I want to be a consultant. I, I need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And he knew that was part of one of the ways I was thinking, but then we had to have the conversation of, okay, can we make this work financially? Mm -hmm. All of those conversations had to happen. But that, you're right, like that intuition, tapping into that intuition and just knowing, yeah. it was not a second after that that I haven't known exactly what I, like this is the path that come hell or high water, I'm going to do my darndest to make it work. 
there's always, I can always go back to corporate. I, yeah. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just recently, I mean, my business has grown and there's so many things that well, I'm sure we'll talk about throughout mm -hmm. this interview of how my path has changed. Um, but even just a few months ago mm -hmm. when I was pivoting um, in some of my business and taking a, re a revenue dip, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was ways in which I knew this was going to happen. And I had that moment of, oh my gosh, like I built this business. I'm going to, I'm panicking about finances a little bit because I am super budget conscious. Mm -hmm. That is part of my personality. And, and we said, okay, we've still got this, like we're okay. And if it comes down to it, you can always go back and get a job. And for a year and that's going to be okay and you can still keep AM marketing like there are ways to make it work so so many of the people that are watching your podcast listening to your all of your videos are in that they've still got a day job yes. they're trying to figure out this other thing and to all of those people I whenever I meet people that are doing that I say you are doing an amazing job mm -hmm. because it's the best way you don't have as much pressure it's when true. you have this day job I mean your time is super scary and like all over the place and I totally understand that so you have some time constrictions but you don't have the financial pressure of I have to make this work right now so there's yes. benefits to both there are and then there's a downside to it also because what happens if you go back to the job or you have the job while you're trying to make your side hustle come to life, you can get a little comfy cozy there, right? Like you can get yes. kind of uncomfortably yes. comfortable with, eh, this is kind of good enough. So mm -hmm. again, it's tapping into that intuition that you were talking about, like, this isn't exactly what I want. It's not exactly what I need. This is just, mm -hmm. this is just for right now. And yeah. I think it's, it's always remembering to go back to that. How does this make me feel? How does this make me uh, like feel in my body and my brain? Yeah, I love that. And Steph Crowder of the Courage and Clarity podcast, she talks about identifying the number. What number do you need to leave your job? Mm. And really identifying the number because so many people will never get there if they don't identify like, this is the number. This is where when I will leave, I will put in my two weeks notice yes. or walk out the door, <laughs> whatever yes. your, whatever your jam for is. Some that, for some people, it's a date. Uh, I have one client who is a teacher and she's like, when I get my 20 years in, because she's very close oh. to that, when I get my 20 years in, then I'm, then, so she's got to work up That's awesome. to her, her business all along. So at 20 years, she can walk away. So, so sometimes we do need yeah. that hard number, whether it's a date or an amount right. that you want to make or a number of clients. Right. I, I talked to another woman who she has a full-time job, a great gig, lots of great insurance and benefits. And so she doesn't really want to become a full-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And her goal is she has a certain number of private clients she wants to work with. And that is a great way to kind of put a container on it for her, right? Like she wants to keep her job, mm -hmm. but she knows she only wants to take on eight clients. And so she is an entrepreneur. She's just using a container so that she doesn't feel like she's all over the place like you were talking about with your time. So I yeah. love that approach too. That's awesome. Totally, totally good. All so of it is good. When you had your dream to become the consultant – Things had to shift, obviously, like you had to make changes in your family life and your marriage and your daily life. What shifted for you to make it real? So finances is the obvious, easiest answer to give. Okay. And it's so true. It's definitely at the top of the list that my husband and I had to sit down and say, 
can we, and this is how we approached it. It's mm-hmm. not how everyone will, but right. we approached it as let's pretend Amanda makes $0 for three years. And can we do that? Mm-hmm. Can we do two? Can we do it for one? And that was kind of, you know, people's business is, you know, two to three years and you kind of get more of a stride going and, and can estimate more of your income. And so that's how we approached it. And I am extremely fortunate. And I always like to bring that to light when I share my story, because I not only had the emotional support from my husband, but I had financial support. And not everyone is in that True. same situation all the time. And I often say, there's people that I know, and I have coached some of these people that don't have the partner support that I did, financial or emotional, and they kick tail. Yeah. There is some, there is a fire that I like, I feel like I have a fire and a drive and my business is doing great and I haven't even hit the three year mark. So I feel like I've got that drive, but they even have more because they don't have a net. I have a net. <laughs> I, that it's, I'm it's, exa- it's the same. Too. It's, a, it's such a great way of saying it. That's, that goes back to that idea of that person who has the job, but never makes the leap because they have the net of the job. I, I think it's so yeah. brilliant. So I have a client right now and I'm curious what you would say to her. She feels like her husband doesn't support her dream. He's always worried that the people she wants to work with won't pay or that she, like he's, he's, he's not an entrepreneur, you know, he's, uh, right. he's, he's doesn't have that mindset. So what do mm-hmm. you tell your clients in that case? Yeah. Well, there's a lot. There's one thing, and and really interesting, I don't think I would have said this a year ago, but through all the mindfulness work I've done, Mm -hmm. especially because I'm a yogi at heart Mm -hmm. and I'm going through yoga teacher training, so I'm learning even more, Mm -hmm. tapping into that intuition and mindfulness is that I've actually started catching myself because I am guilty of saying yoga teachers don't make a lot of money, so my stuff needs to be priced at a certain level to make it affordable. So glad we're having this conversation. Oh my God. Yeah, it is true. It's so true that I have to price my services in a certain way because of the audience I serve. However, I do not say the phrase anymore, yoga teachers can't afford that because that is not okay. You know, we can afford what we want. We will make it work when we want our nails done when we want, uh, whatever it is, we will figure it out. I want to stop you there because Mm -hmm. I want to make this point very, very clear because most of my clients work with people who they tell themselves don't have money. The other thing that happens is I live in Syracuse and the big thing that people will say around here if you're an entrepreneur is, well, people in Syracuse don't have any money and that is complete there is, there is money here. Yeah. It, is, it is BS. And your point of we will pay for what's important to us is the most important thing that I want everybody to hear you say because do you buy coffee? Do you go out to lunch? Do you get your nails done? Do you buy a certain kind of yoga pants? Do you go to a right. store to buy your yoga gear? Where's your yoga yes. mat from? You know, like you yes. have an $89 yoga mat. Like we <laughs> have money, right? We just mm-hmm. choose to spend it on certain things. So I want to make sure everybody gets that point that yes. you're saying because I love that. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. And it really was triggered by what you said that her, and she may or may not be able to tell her husband, don't right. say that because I don't want to put that out into the universe. Like she might not be able to have that. But internally for her, 
I don't want her to say that anymore to herself. Um, So that's the first thing. Um, And for me, it was a really hard thing. Like, so I have the emotional support. My husband is my biggest cheerleader, but I was actually worse on myself than he was. I mean, I was climbing the corporate ladder, so I was making decent money and contributing to the household. And so I had to find other ways to contribute Mm. to the household that made me feel like I was contributing. And can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I like one of the things that doesn't make me have the most joy in life is cooking. That is just not where my, my passion is, (laughs) Uh but I knew that one area of our budget that I could help control. And I'm very aware that I have control issues Mm. as most entrepreneurs do. (laughs) (laughs) No need to comment below about yes. I'm aware. I knew one area that I could help with the budget was meal planning. Mm. And so for me, taking something that isn't my favorite thing in the world. So it doesn't come naturally to me. Like I can organize anyone's house. So our house is very organized and, and very clean. And that comes naturally. Food stuff doesn't really come naturally, so I had to work at it, but it made me feel like I was contributing. And I still do that. I still do all of the meal prepping, planning, all of the things. I can also, I married into two teenage daughters, so I was doing pickup and drop off at school where my husband was able to stay at work. Mm. So there were things that I was able to take off of his plate and put onto mine, which had he not been super supportive, I think would have encouraged that support. Yes. I love that answer. Thank you for sharing that because that's really doable and it's also really honest. So thank you so much. Were there any troubling or painful or destructive thoughts that you had while you were making this leap? Yes. So many. (laughs) So many. So many. Yes. I was sitting in front of my computer and I would feel so stuck. I would feel so defeated and I would think, I don't have the knowledge. Who am I to tell people what to do from a marketing standpoint? And granted, I was not down to the yoga niche at that point. Like, be mindful of that. I was still thinking more corporate. Yeah. And so I was, I had, like, I was trying to land bigger clients. And, you know, it was, it was very difficult. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to start a business. I've never been to business school. I've never thought about starting a business ever. So I had never talked to anyone about this. So all of these thoughts of, I don't know what I'm doing. Who am I? Do I have what it takes? How am I going to make this work? I mean, thought after thought after thought after thought. Well, ironically, at the same time, I was, I have practiced yoga for many years. So at that point in my yoga journey, I had decided, like most of us do at some point, that I wanted to do a headstand. Like I, that was a goal. I put it out there. I thought, I want to do a headstand and, and have that as part of my practice. And when you start inversions, like it takes a while, but that first one is tough. And so I didn't, like I just had to practice every day. So what I did is when I hit those hard moments at my computer, I went and practiced headstand. And what this did was it got me out of my chair and away from my screen. That was the biggest thing it did. I didn't recognize that that's what it was doing, but Mm -hmm. that's what it did. And the second thing it did is, and I talk about this a lot of pairing 
a work-related goal with a physical goal, mm. I was seeing progress in one, one goal setting and therefore made progress in the other. That's amazing. What a cool strategy. Did you just, you just made it up? I, it just it was intuitive again, right? It just happened. I was, uh, it was happenstance that I was going towards creating a business and headstand at the same time. This is a strategy that you use so you would get kind of into your body, walk yes. away from the thing that mm -hmm. was causing the distraction or the stress or yes. the um, discomfort and go mm -hmm. do something isn't necessarily comfortable. It's not like you sat down and like no. <laughs> played <laughs> no. video games or did something else that was mindless. Like you, you did something else uncomfortable, but you really got mm -hmm. into your body. Yes, very much. I think the physical aspect of it was what, and when I say like, it could be walking around the block for a mile if that's yes. not what you do. It doesn't have to be standing yes. on your head. Sure. Totally. This one was not related to this one. Yeah. So there was no correlation of like, if I do good at this uh, or if I don't do good at this, I won't do good at this. Like there was zero. Yeah. Uh, it but I didn't know that it was, it was actually more correlated than I thought because I made progress in one, so I made progress in the other. Also, you didn't say, well, I don't understand what's next for me, so let me go listen to a Marie Forleo podcast and learn yes. about, or let me go listen to an Amy Porterfield podcast. Like you, Even though I do those all the time. I, I do too, <laughs> but this, this was like they were completely unrelated. Yeah. So that's a really great tool yeah. or strategy, and I wonder how people would use that for themselves. So I'm going to ask people like, how could you yes. get out of your own way and do something else still uncomfortable, but, but unrelated? I love that. So uncomfortable, but unrelated. Oh, I love that. What is one thing that you wish you had known mm -hmm. before going through all of this? I think the things I wish I knew, I was actually told. And I wish I had listened. <laughs> well, I just wish I had listened. Or <laughs> really like took it in. Because when I think about it, I think about it's the tough parts, right? Because I like to share the ups and the downs. When I tell people about my journey, I say, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love it. I have such a passion. I get so excited every day. I wake up so dang early to get up and work. I would work all the time if I didn't set clear boundaries for myself. Oh I God, love it. Mm -hmm. But I also cry. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so share those moments and say, there's great days, but there's also really tough ones. And so the peaks and valleys not only financially, but emotionally as well, are going to happen. And I was told that day mm -hmm. one by all mentors that said, hey, when you go out on your own, like there's going to be peaks and valleys financially, there's going to be peaks and valleys emotionally, just prepare for that. And I heard it, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, didn't believe it. I didn't know how bad the bad days could actually be. And, and how I don't big the say, fear is, right? Like how oh, big yeah. that fear could be. And it's so, so hard. And I don't want to discourage anyone. I always, I kind of go full circle and say, I want to share the good and the bad. I don't want to discourage anyone from doing it because I wouldn't change anything about what I'm doing. Right. I would take the same path to get to where I am today. I just want to share because I think it's important to share that there are hard times. Yes. And the other thing I think I'm just blessed in that, and I'm an extrovert. So maybe that has a little bit to do with it too, but I like networking is not a problem for me. Connections are not a problem for me. Like you and I connected and it's like, Hey, we're best friends now. <laughs> it's so much fun for me to connect with people. 
and I've always known the value of mentors, mm -hmm. but equally so, I've known this, and so maybe it doesn't come as naturally to other people, but single-handedly, the best thing I've ever done is to have what I like to call my biz besties. Mm -hmm. So they're my business best friends that are walking the same journey with yes. me. And those are the ones, it's like you and I connecting. I could, you know, send you a message and say, oh, this day, <laughs> this day, I feel like I'm not doing anything right. And you would probably be having a good day and say, you got this girl. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Tomorrow's a new day. And you need those people in your life. So finding them, I, and I say I'm blessed because I was very lucky to find them quickly mm -hmm. and they're still my biz besties today, three years later. Mm -hmm. I do want to talk about how people can, well, where they can follow you and mm -hmm. how they can get in touch with you, but also how they can work with you because awesome. people think they can do it on their own and you mm -hmm. can, it takes a hell of a lot longer. Yeah. I'm going to pitch for Amanda here for a second. She did me a wonderful service and looked at my uh, <laughs> website and like went through every page of my website and gave me feedback on what I could tweak, what was working, what wasn't working. And it was so generous of her to do. But like that, I, I went right in and made those changes and it cleaned it right up. And she was able to just zero right in. And so you can stop wondering, what do I need to change? You can stop wondering, what do I need to do? Because this woman can tell you what to do. So Aww. how can we get in touch with you, Amanda? So I have, my website is ammarketing.co, and I always like to say it is .co, not com. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there and you own ammarketing.com, please lower the price for me because it's really expensive right now. <laughs> um, no one's using it, so it's okay, but it is .co. That's obnoxious. That person is just being obnoxious. <laughs> yes. And I have, this is my favorite thing, since you and I are, have talked about it a lot today, and it's my favorite thing to talk, is niching. I have a, a free download on niching down. It is specific to yoga teachers. So I will give that preface. You can, if you are not a yoga teacher, still download it. There's nothing stopping you, and you just apply it to yourself in however you can. So I also created a Facebook group. It's really brand new, so definitely join and join in the conversation. And it is called Focused and Flexible Marketing for Yoga Teachers. Awesome. Well, that is a name that tells you what it does, which is... yes. <laughs> what we need more of in the marketing world. I could talk to you forever because I love talking about marketing. I love talking about entrepreneurship. I love talking about yoga, but I will let you go because you've given me a lot of your time. So is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we go? Absolutely. I am a natural encourager. So I want to say that you can do it. Whatever you are doing right now, you are doing awesome. Give yourself grace and just keep doing the thing. I love that. I'm a natural encourager. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate your insights and your honesty, your tips, and also for being vulnerable here today. So thank you so much. So the thing I love about Amanda's story is that she kept taking difficult situations like her layoff or like being stuck with feeling alone or like being stuck with not knowing how to be creative. And she always sought a solution. She never let the not knowing how, the confusion, the isolation, the self-doubt, she never let it keep her from moving forward. And if you listen again, she got surrounded by other people. She would get up and walk away from her computer. She really got creative in how she solved her resistance. So 
Are you in resistance? Do you know that there's a change that you need to make, but you've been really resisting it? Well, I encourage you to use some of the great tools that Amanda suggests today. Also, we don't get to talk about it in this interview, but she's actually quite an expert at helping people figure out their niche or the target market that they want to work with. So I'd love for you to go to Amanda's website and get her freebie. It's at www.ammarketing.co slash guide. It's a super easy thing to remember. And if nothing else, follow Amanda on Instagram. She's at ammarketing underscore. And you can also, of course, find her on Facebook. She's got a great Facebook group for yoga teachers, Focused and Flexible Marketing for Yoga Teachers. Now, if you are not necessarily a yoga teacher, but you're a creative woman who wants to get in community with other busy creative women and start making shit happen, then come over to my website and learn how I can help you become part of a community where you actually get shit done, you feel good about yourself, and you impress yourself because that's what the ladies in my online coaching group are doing. Next week, I'm talking about how to get out of resistance, how to know if you're in resistance and how to get out of it. So be sure to tune in then. And please share this interview and this podcast with that woman in your life who needs more time back so she can start to make her idea a reality. I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the Idea Space in your podcast app. Or tell that friend of yours who'd really love to bring her idea to life about it. If you'd be so kind to leave a review, then together we can help more women with the desire to create the life she wants find this podcast. Isn't it time we got our ideas out of our head and into the world? Remember, you can grab my free resource, Bring Your Idea to Life in Three Easy Steps, even if you don't have the time, by visiting me over at jenliddy.com forward slash time. I'll see you next time. And remember, all you need to do is take the very next step you know how to. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.